don't go, don't go into that <laughs> shed with the chainsaws. You know, get in the running car. Yeah, this, yeah we've had that conversation. This 13-year-old is like, I'm going to go investigate. I'm going to go investigate. And you're like, bitch, you are 13. You're 13 years old. It is old. past your bedtime. <laughs> go to bed. Like, exactly. go home. Exactly. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Same Page. If you don't already know me, I'm your host, Jenna Clausen, lover of books, sympathizer of book-to-movie adaptations, and owner of an embarrassingly long TBR list. Each month, I'll be bringing on a bookish friend or two to discuss some of our current and favorite books, as well as a few recent binge-watches, and to share in a buddy read. Grab a drink, join the discussion, and let's find out if we're on the same page. My guest today is my mom, Kelly. She's back on the podcast after our holiday-themed discussion of Skipping Christmas last December. While we here at the same page don't recommend asking a lady her age, I can assure you that she has at least a few years of reading under her belt, and she's the reason behind my own love of books. She doesn't have much in the way of social media, but feel free to send any love or fan mail our way, and I will gladly pass it along. And with that, let's jump on into the episode. been two minutes since the last episode <laughs> well for us but so, time works very differently here right wibbly wobbly timey wimey <laughs> stuff uh so you didn't have time to run away anywhere that's true but we're back we're back super exciting uh <laughs> we are still in the conference room at the uh, high school at the high school so we still don't have any drinks I got I got some water. I didn't bring water in. Yeah, so so we're gonna once again skip the what are you drinking uh portion. Until later. Until ooh, later though. It's gonna later be it's gonna be peach margarita. It's gonna time. be good. Uh so we talked about it a little bit last last episode. It feels weird saying last week, even though technically they're gonna be put up a week apart, but it, it feels weird saying that considering it was ten minutes ago. Yes. Um but last episode, we talked about it a little bit, but we are going to be talking about the third book in both the Nancy Drew and the Trixie Belden series. Yes. I'm super excited. So I'm going to kind of go through the information for these books one at a time. Uh, do we want to start with Nancy or Trixie? Well, N comes before T, so let's do it that Deal. Way. So, and we can talk about the... Uh, publication years here because boy that was a shocking it thing it surprised me a lot even me it surprised and I, um yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so the one that we were talking about again this is the third book in the series but it is nancy drew mystery stories the bungalow mystery anyone on youtube it looks like this uh the author is listed carolyn keen uh it is a pen name over the course of the hundreds it feels like of years that they've been writing nancy drew stories it has been multiple authors uh this one was the original author of nancy drew it was mildred wirt uh publisher is grosset and dunlap uh this copy that i have is 180 pages and the so if you were to guess the publication year of this version of it like this binding what would you think 
I said it was probably in the 50s or 60s okay. uh, for this one, only because it looked like the ones that I had. And um, I believe mine were secondhand. They were not necessarily brand new mm-hmm. uh, at the time I got them. Yeah. So the publication for this version that I have, this hardcover, is 1960. Yeah. So pretty good. Pretty close. Uh, I told you earlier because we talked about it, so I won't yes. make you guess this one. But the original publication year for this third book... Prepare your... Have your minds blown. ...was 1930. Which explains a little bit. Which was insane to me when I looked that up. Um, Because I I always write down the publication info so that I can mention it in the beginning of the episodes. And I was writing it down for both the books. And I... uh, These books are old enough that they don't have a copyright year in them. I did not know that that was apparently a newer thing, but neither of these had that on the copyright page. I didn't know that either. Uh, So I had to look it up and I was trying to find then what these versions were and the original publications and Mm. it just blew my mind. Because I've always thought of Nancy Drew, even as a kid, I knew that it was an older book, but I've always thought of it as like a 50s story. Right, right. You know, the stay-at-home mom, the 2.2 kids with a white picket fence, yeah. you know, that kind of, of feel to all of the books, which even as I was growing up, that was an old-fashioned idea, mm-hmm. but even more so when you were growing up. Yeah. Um, you know, the Leave It to Beaver years are kind of where I would put the Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys books with the mom in her uh, dress and pearls and always at home with dinner and a drink in hand for dad when he comes mm-hmm. home from working hard at the office. The you martini know, when you the, walk in. Yeah, yeah, or the bucket drink or, what you know, just the cigar he was smoking. It just, that is the vision I have in my head mm-hmm. when I think of Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys, you know, that type of, of book. Yeah. So it was just so much older than I thought it was going to be. Yes. When she told me, I was like, what? Um, and another thing, because these copies are so old, they don't have a synopsis on the back or the inside cover. I guess I didn't notice that when I read it. Yeah. So normally this is where I would read the synopsis to be like, this is what we're going to talk about. But it, it doesn't really have one. I'm sure if I pulled up Goodreads, there would be one. So if the episode isn't a good enough synopsis for you, you can get it there. But ooh, hitting my watch on the table. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting as well. And then the other one is Trixie Belden, again, book number three. It is Trixie Belden and the Gatehouse Mystery. Looks like this beautiful pink cover. Sorry, this one has a bit of a synopsis on the back, but I don't think it's for this book. I think it's just for Trixie Belden in general. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this one, the author is Julie Campbell. I didn't see anywhere if that was a pen name. I don't think it is. No, I think I think she is the author up until like the 16th or... When it was passed on to a ghost a writer. ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Um, publisher for this one, at least this copy again, is Western Publishing. Number of pages for this one is 234 pages. So for this copy specifically... If you were going to guess when it was published, what would you think? I would put that one probably in the 70s. Okay. Are you looking at my notes in my journal and cheating? No, I don't have glasses on, so I can't (laughs) possibly read that far. Um, This one, the publication year for this hardcover copy is 1970. 
which would be about right because I would have mm-hmm. been in, in elementary school, junior high, and, and that would have been and very got close. I got books. new, mm-hmm. they were brand new books with this cover. Yeah. So that's kind of where I got 70s is I knew I had a brand new book as opposed to the Nancy Drew, which I think was uh, secondhand. If you were going to guess the original publication for this one, what would you think? Again, I'd think the 50s. Uh, but based on this being when you told me, it was published. It could have been a lot earlier than that, and I <laughs> wouldn't have known. But I would I'm have like the, the 1910s. Because, um, again, Crabapple Farm is mm-hmm. what I would imagine Sleepy Side on the Hudson would have been in the 50s. Yeah. Um, you know, working the farm with her pearls and her gloves and her little pedal pushers. I mean, I just, that yeah. is what I envision the 50s is looking like. Yeah. So this one was 1951. Okay, so good. not nearly as shocking. No, no, no. Nancy Drew just it. like blew my mind. Um, yeah. So and again, not really a uh, a synopsis on the back, but I am excited. So we kind of chose to do this together. I came to you and was like, if I brought a Nancy <laughs> Drew book up to Washington with me when I'm up there, uh, would you want to read them and talk about these two together? And you said yes. Um, so part of what made me think that that would be fun, I mean, again, for people on YouTube, if you are looking, these are, other than the obvious difference in dates, like they look like they're from different eras, uh, these are very similar looking covers. Mm -hmm. They are both, like, blonde teen girl suits. Yeah. Um, that do it with their friends and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And are just kind of going around town and solving mysteries. So even as a kid, they always seemed very similar to me. (laughs) They were. They were very similar. Um, and I haven't read... Trixie Golden was younger throughout the books than Nancy Drew was. Yeah, so I was going to talk about that later, because I did not remember their ages being what they were. Um, no, you're totally fine. Um, but yeah, so I thought it would be interesting because I haven't really gone back and reread them in a few years. Every once in a while, I'll pick up a Nancy Drew book and read it. Um, but never in the sense of like, I'm going to read this and remember what it's about Mm -hmm. afterwards. It's the nostalgic read. Yeah. Um, so I thought it would be interesting to go back and reread it. Uh, A, just for that nostalgia, because these two were series that I very much grew up with. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Like the when people ask me books or series that helped me fall in love with reading, these two are on the list. Like I was always reading them, um, and also just to kind of see a compare and contrast of them because I read them at different times in my life too. Right. Uh, so I never read them like a Trixie Belden and then a Nancy Drew, like back to back type thing. This was the first time I'd ever done that. Yeah. So I I was interested to kind of Mm -hmm. see what that looked like. Uh, So just before we kind of jump into a little bit deeper, was it, did you like it, both of them as much now as you did when you read them when you were younger? Did they hold up? Holding up is a, is a very different term in this, in this instance, because do I read them when I purchased these, uh, for like four times the original purchase price mm-hmm. when I bought them, because I wanted to have the original books that I had, I had the covers of. So I had to 
paid for those specific yeah. covers. Uh, but I read them from the first one, started at number one, and read all the way through 16 in a couple of days, just because that was really, I, I wanted to have them for you, for your children, for Sam and Adam's kids, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted them back in my collection. So I read them at that time. And I read them with a, a very warm, fuzzy, heartfelt feeling. Mm-hmm. But if I had not ever read them before and I was a contemporary kid, I would be reading them and thinking, oh, that's a sweet story from long ago, which sure. is they interesting feel to me. Very they feel very vintage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feel like something that happened to somebody else in another lifetime, not something. Whereas when I read it as a kid, I really felt I could have been Honey Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Um, when I read it this time, I thought, holy smokes, I'm reading about somebody else's life. Sure. Which was different for me. Um, so yes, I think they do hold up like if Annabelle was going to read it, I think she would enjoy it and fall in love with the characters, but it would not feel to her the way it felt to me 40 years ago. Right. Do you know what I mean by that? It yeah, just, absolutely. I, yes, it holds up, but not in the same way. Now it's a and nice I, little... I think a small part of that could be because both of us are book nerds and love yes. older versions of books. So like we both have old versions of the books yes. and old copies. So like the no matter what picture. this book is, you hold the book and it feels old. Yes. You know? Um I think if it was a brand new binding, I think it might not feel quite as old fashioned to a kiddo that wouldn't necessarily know one way or another. Um maybe but it, it does feel just in some of the language yes fairly old fashioned. Some of the description tendencies of the having to find house. a nearby house because you don't have cell phones. <laughs> so you have to find the nearest exist. house phone. Yeah. Um, or you rode a bike. I mean mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many kids today ride bikes places, but they sure don't ride them at nine o'clock at night home from the wheelers, which is two miles away. That yeah. that doesn't happen today. Um along the same vein when I was reading this one. Mm-hmm. I felt that the language and the situation took me way back. And I'm like, you couldn't possibly be talking that way today. Um, yeah. Literally talking, speaking to another person that way today and not have somebody come and <laughs> Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I definitely. I agree with that. And you were talking about their ages. And this was another thing that surprised me a little bit as I was reading it. And after this, we'll kind of go through and talk a little bit about the mysteries in each of them before we go into the characters and the comparing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if this is because when I was reading them as a young kid, they uh, both seemed older than mm-hmm. me. And like, when you are <clears throat> 11 and younger, <laughs> anyone who's like, oh my gosh, they're so mature, they're an adult, is like 16. Yeah, yeah. But I remembered them both being 16, 17. And then in the books, the it does mention their ages, and Nancy is specifically stated as 18. Yeah, in fact, 19 in this book. She had uh, she, she's graduated. She's 18 in this one. She just graduated. I think she's 19 in the next one. 
I swear. I, okay. I just read it today. <laughs> I, I just read it yesterday. And I walked away. That is a book for you. Because I walked away thinking um, that she was 19 and had graduated last year. Yeah. Because it talks about like, oh, she, she had gone to, to prom, prom with, with this Dawn. Um, But yeah, at one point uh, she gets dressed and the description is she looked much older than her 18 years. Um which, yeah, just surprised me. I would have thought she was ancient when I was reading these books. Um, and then Trixie is in junior high. She's 13. Wh- yeah. Which I did not remember her being that young. I feel like as a kid, I would have remembered that, you know? And I would have, like, clung to that as she is my age. This is so cool. She's 13. I did not remember just entering into the junior high school while her brothers are not there. They're in the high school. Because mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. the oldest of the boys, um, her oldest brother, which I believe is Brian. Mm-hmm. Mart is the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brian and Jim, the boy next door, are both 15. And they're like the old, wise yes. kids in these books. Learning to drive, that and, kind of thing. And yeah. that was just crazy uh-huh. to me because I did not remember her being that young. Yeah, that was one of the things I loved about the books when I was a kid is she felt like she was, well, she and Honey, and and they felt like they were my age because they were. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. And I loved that they were having puppy crushes on each other and getting all co-coupley was always so cute. (laughs) I I do want to go back and, like, do a full reread of the Trixie Belden books like you did because... A, like you said, I think it would be very nostalgic for me. It was very but, nostalgic. But um, I do want to, like, fully dive back into the characters. Um, well, So let's talk about the mysteries themselves a little okay. bit that they are discussing. <clears throat> like we kind of mentioned in the last episode, we were surprised by how kind of similar these two they mysteries were. Very, and I didn't remember that. About them no. until I was rereading the Nancy Drew. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So one is the bungalow mystery and one is the gatehouse mystery. Mm-hmm. So already the titles are like, okay, those, those are, those are sure. similar places. But uh, so let's talk about Trixie. Uh, Trixie Belden is they go, she and her best friend, Honey, go and are uh, exploring this old gatehouse on Honey's property. And they... Her little brother trips and cuts his knee on something, and they go back later to figure out what it was, and it was a diamond. But they thought it was fake. They thought it was a fake diamond. Well, Honey didn't, because she's a little 13-year-old rich girl girl who apparently was taught how to tell the difference difference. between real gems and fake gems, which is hilarious. They knew. (laughs) Hilarious. Uh, Things that you only know in books and movies because you have to know for the plot to make sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but so they find a diamond and instead of turning it over to anyone, they're like, we can figure this out. This is a mystery to be solved. Right. And so they are building up all these crazy schemes in their head about how it was this big jewel heist and the people fought and someone dropped the diamond and then blah, blah, blah. And they're trying to figure out who it is. And as a reader, I know you just recently read them, but when... You were reading them that last time, not necessarily this one. Yeah. Uh, so it was not quite as fresh in your mind. Did you know immediately who it was? Of course I did. Because I did. And of I Of course of course you did. But I, as a thirteen year old or eleven year old, right. you didn't. That's uh, your experience of reading <laughs> novels. <laughs> right. Because I as soon as I was reading Nancy Drew, it was the same thing. Yeah. But um I just thought that was kind of funny. 
But yeah, so in the story keeps unfolding and it turns out everything happened exactly how they were joking. joking. It, had it had to be this. With Trixie has a very vivid <laughs> imagination throughout yeah. the series, which and I always loved because I constantly her brothers and and Jim, the the brother Honey's adopted brother, mm-hmm. um, are always teasing her about her overactive imagination and how you're making these it couldn't things up. possibly have happened could, like that, that. Is so and then it's always exactly and how it happened. It, it's kind of like the old <laughs> Scooby Doo mysteries that the boys used to watch on TV. That's exactly what happened, <laughs> right? So, yes, it, it, it unfolds, but it's... So it turns out to be exactly how formulated. they had <laughs> joked it would happen. Uh, and so it turns out it's their new chauffeur, uh, the Wheelers, not Trixie's. Um, so Honey's family. And yeah, so the new chauffeur who magically showed up asking for a job the day after, like the morning after this diamond was discovered on their property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had been working with someone and they were fighting and the diamond fell out of their pocket and he was lurking to try and find. So exactly how it happened, but it was a, uh, like big heist mystery. This one was with Jules. And then the Nancy Drew book (laughs) is a heist, but a bank heist. A bank heist with stocks and bonds. Yeah. And jewels. And and jewels. Yes, <laughs> you are correct. Um, and so and they, it starts with them ending up having to uh, seek shelter from a storm in a seaside bungalow. <laughs> and uh, they <laughs> meet this girl who then her uh, new guardian, because her mother has recent, recently passed away. Her new guardian is acting super suspicious. Very suspicious. Trying consistently asking her, like, hey, little yeah. rich girl that I'm now in charge of, where yo jewelry at? Yeah. Why are you not giving to me? Keep it safe for you. Right. And yeah. just all these things. And so she runs away and goes to Trixie's house and is like, these guys are super sus. I don't really want to live with them anymore. Uh, and it turns out that they are actors uh pretending to be her guardians and her guardian is locked up in a basement and they are they have already robbed a bank and are trying to steal her jewels <laughs> so it just it, they ended up being so much more similar than i expected they would be and i don't remember that there are a ton of the nancy drew books over the years i've read that mirrored trixie belden books to the mm-hmm. extent that these two that we just happened to pick Right. As the third in each series did. Well, that's the thing is we did that because mm-hmm. I don't have the full set like you do for Trixie Belden. And so mm-hmm. I brought up two of the ones that I have that I knew you had corresponding numbers mm-hmm. for. And uh, we just picked three because it was the first one I pulled out of my suitcase. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just did it basically so that it would be the same one in each respective series. And yeah, for them to have been so similar, it would be one thing if we had like chosen two books from the series based on description, Mm -hmm. but just, yeah, the fact that they were so similar just as the third books in the series was Was so funny. Surprising to me. me. Yeah. 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 Um, One of the things that I think is interesting about rereading these, you know, as a 56 year old, as opposed to an eight year old or a 10 year old or an 11 year old. is that it, you find that 
kind of like the cliche horror movie. You're reading this book and, and these guys are dangerous criminals and you're like, well, don't go, don't go into the shadow <laughs> with the chainsaws, you know, get in the running car. Yeah. This, we've had that conversation. 13 year old is like, I'm going to go investigate. I'm going to go investigate. And you're like, bitch, you are 13. <laughs> you're 13 years It is old. past your bedtime. Go to bed. Like exactly. go home. Exactly. Yeah. And with Nancy Drew, even though she is uh, technically in the book, an adult, um, she's going to go investigate at night. And she's going to go snoop around. And you're like, you're 18. Call the police. <laughs> Call Hello. the police. Call your father. It's <laughs> so just, funny. It was just really it's interesting like, um, to me. There's a joke with Disney movies where it's like, you know you are officially old when you start agreeing with the parents in Disney movies <laughs> more, than the, more than the main characters. And the 12-year-old. And I remember, well, truly, she's 16 in the... Uh, movie and I remember doing a watch of it a couple of years ago and for the first time really having the thought of when she's like I'm 16 years old I'm not a child me just being like hell yes you are go to bed so I feel like that was very much the same thing with these books I'm like you are truly. children <laughs> truly you are basically mm-hmm. infants please go home <laughs> and as we've said even with the whole idea that all those years ago, you could ride your bike two miles to the neighbor's house, hang out all day, all night, and ride your bike home at You always night. had to be home uh, by the time the streetlights came on. Yes, that's that was the thing. Down. The streetlights came on, you had to be home. Otherwise, it was fine. They wouldn't hear from you all day. They wouldn't see you all day, all as well. Mm-hmm. Today, that wouldn't happen. No. <laughs> You're like, no, no. Text me every 10 minutes. Um, but those kinds of adventures, I'm sure probably happened in some small manner or form a lot more in the 50s and the 60s and the sure. 70s than they do today. It was a lot easier to run into trouble. But certainly not to this extent. No. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and as I was reading the uh, Gatehouse mystery, so the Trixie Belden mystery, I remember thinking, even though you don't really ever hear the parents much, you, you hear more of the tone of what the parents are saying rather mm-hmm. than, you know, the parents themselves. Yeah. I remember thinking, why are you not calling her on this? <laughs> wait, wait. Is there nobody there paying attention? Yeah. Uh, when really, I mean, that's not the story wouldn't happen if there was a parent paying attention. Right. It would be a very short book. So, of course, they're not. They're they're trust these lovely smart young women, but it it just they they are thirteen. Uh, but yeah, it, it was the whole idea of really you think that's a good idea? <laughs> okay, let's let's rethink this. Let's back up just a few steps and drag that a little bit. Let's rethink that. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Lord, and kind of with their different ages. Uh, I wrote down one quote from each book mm. that was just kind of like. Felt like their view on a mystery. Okay. Uh, and I feel like it very much shows, like, oh, this one is a child and this one is, like, <laughs> sort of an adult ish. Um, but the Nancy Drew one is from, uh, they're both from these respective books. The Nancy Drew one is from, like, the second to last page. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And it says, Nancy suddenly felt a sense of loneliness and realized it was because her work. Uh, where, where I lost my thought. Uh, it was because her work on the case was at an end. Would another mystery come her way to solve? She wondered, and it did. Less than a week, in less than a week, Nancy was facing up to the challenge of the mystery at Lilac Inn. 
which I also thought was funny because that's the that's name of the next lead into the next. Yeah, book. that's the name of the next book, and so it's like. Hey, it's even in the book. It's italicized. So like, hey, check out my next book, <laughs> which was very funny. Yeah. Um, and then the Trixie Belden one cracked me up. This one was like a third of the way through the book. And she is uh, explaining mm-hmm. to her friends and her brothers why they should not take this diamond to the police. And they should instead <laughs> keep it and try and solve their own mystery. And... <laughs> And she says, suppose one of the men who stole the diamond walks into our trap tonight and you catch him red-handed, Jim. Then the police will love us. But if we get, if we give them the diamond before we've solved the mystery, we won't be so popular. Especially now that all the clues have been ruined. <laughs> so it's very like, they will love us. <laughs> but if we do this, they won't like us as much. And we won't, we won't be people, the heroes of the story. Yeah, people won't think we're as cool. Uh, <laughs> which I just thought we will not be very here. funny and very very true that uh, is much more a childlike <laughs> theory or response to a theory right <laughs> that's funny I just loved that like no we can't go to the police they won't think we're cool <laughs> <laughs> and I want to be cool I know I need to be so cool <laughs> um <laughs> One other thing that I thought was interesting was, obviously, being the third book, these are both very early in their uh, series. Mm -hmm. I didn't make notes specifically of how many books are in each series. I meant to, uh, but I did not. But they kept going forever. Like, Trixie Belden, I want to say, is at least 26 or so once they switched authors. I the original 16 that were all by the same author. Yes. I want to say there might even have been more than that, like 32 maybe yeah there's uh, quite a few I two remember. different authors I, I just never read those as kids so i have not gone out of my way to find those mm-hmm. um but 16 at that time was a pretty so prolific many. author mm-hmm. um and, and then nancy, nancy drew it's the same i want to say there's well, like 50 because they've gone through i want to say there's more than that nancy drew and the hardy boys were neck and neck because at that time when i was a kid nancy drew mysteries were for the girls And the Hardy Boys mysteries were for the boys, although I must admit I read them all. But um, yeah, it's almost like books aren't gendered. Yeah, sorry, it's a thing for me. (laughs) It's a thing for you. But I mean, seriously, that was the target audience back then. And uh, Hardy Boys mysteries—they were coming out like uh, I want to say two or three a year. Mm -hmm. Nancy Drew was coming out two or three a year, and there were. Years and years, and then and reprints, they, and then reprints. Carolyn Keene, they've gone through, I want to say, six ghostwriters so far. Yes. And it's quite a few. They're still writing new ones, I believe. And the mm-hmm. thing that's interesting is the covers. If you were to line up the Trixie Belden printing, mm-hmm. because, and the only reason I know this is because I did research to find the original books yeah, that I had. But the if you line them up, it's very different because the Trixie Belden on the cover of the books that I bought for you all those years later. Looks 16. I think that's why 16. I always thought she was older. <laughs> she looks much different and comes across in the books and the illustrations within the books mm-hmm. much differently and than much the original. And much more They modern. don't, as they uh, re-release these books at least that I've seen, they don't change any of the content to like, we're adding a cell phone now, you know, anything like that. I haven't noticed that. Um, But yeah, they, each time 
uh, or at least every couple of times, redo the illustrations to make her look so more modern. The picture in your head becomes much more what you've seen on the cover or oh. in the book, um, little illustrations within them, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so they just continue to evolve while the book writing itself doesn't. Yeah. But I, I found that to be very interesting because I think that's probably one of the main reasons why these types of books still continue to grab young people mm -hmm. is because you can sort of relate to it, even though you're looking at it differently than I did when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, by and, the content itself. And so one thing that I thought was interesting is these books, because like you said, they have just kept going. Um, and not as much Trixie Belden, but like Nancy Drew keeps having modern movies and mm -hmm. TV shows and all these things. And so there are consistent characters throughout each series that just stick with these women uh, and are in every telling and are, you know, whatever. Um, and in Trixie Belden, you have met most of those characters already, and they are present in this book because, mostly because they are her brothers, and then Honey you meet in the first book, and she Jim- meets Honey in the first- Honey and, and Jim, Jim in the meet, first book. I thought Jim was the second book. Nope. Honey and Jim are in the first book. Okay. Um. Um, and so, other than, uh, Diana- Lynch and Daniel Mangan. Megan. Yeah, yeah. M A N G A N. So Mangan. Um, those are the only two members of like their clubhouse that you haven't met yet by this point. And they don't come in until later. I wrote down uh Die doesn't come in until book number four, so the next one. Well, ironically though, because you have not reread these, Die's in the second book. It's about her. Oh, really? Is the she second like, book it's her mystery is, thing? Is, mm -hmm. Yeah, she, I didn't remember that. Yes. Uh-huh. So the second book is about her. It's the red trailer. Um, That's Because so, I looked it up and it said her debut was the fourth book. It may be her debut, but I'm telling you, the second book is about her. Jim <laughs> escapes in the trailer. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> you'll have to. Um, she becomes part of the club and very friendly and so forth in the fourth book. Mm -hmm. But it's her story begins when Jim disappears. Yeah. And he's in the trailer that belongs to the Lynch family. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so you and like in the first book of Trixie Belden, you don't meet her brothers until mm -hmm. the end of the second book. And then in you really meet them in this book. Yeah. Which is interesting. So by the time you're in the first part of this book, it's the first time you're getting the, the group of the five of them. Mm-hmm. Just her three, well, if you count Bobby, too, the littlest I, I was not counting Bobby because okay. he's not a but part of the club. The five of them, this is the first chance you meet all of them, get to know them, get to hear their, their yeah. voices, for lack of a better way to put it. And um, I remember at the time thinking that as a kid, for you, when I really wanted you to love these books, and the very first time you read them, you didn't love them. And I'm like, but you don't why? love them. Why, why do you not love my books? And I think that it's because it kind of is slow to start you into yeah. grabbing the characters all together. Yeah. Which is what I thought um, was interesting. But, and just like, to kind of finish this thought off. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. I just don't want to forget uh, what I was saying. And I will. <laughs> um, so die her debut is listed as the fourth book. And then uh, Daniel 
is not introduced at, at least as a member of the club and debuted until the eighth book, which is once the author switches. Mm-hmm. So he's not brought in with the original author. Interesting. Which I thought was very interesting. Um, and then, but kind of the opposite side of that, I have not really read many of the Nancy Drew books over the years. Like I said, every once in a while I'll pick one up, but I don't really like retain much of it because it's right. more of a, I'm in a bad mood and I want something nostalgic type yeah. thing. Yeah. And there's a hundred um, of them. And her, I would say three best friends other than Don, who is kind of just like in and out of the books. I didn't remember um, him until I reread this book as being one of her friends. That is yeah. not who I picture when I, we, we no. read the book. So the three best friends, uh, I would say, are George Fain, uh, Bess Marvin, and Nick Nickerson, or Ned Nickerson. Yes. Uh, and none of them are introduced yet. Yes. Like, I, it's not even, I because I looked it up, it's not even that they aren't in this book. They aren't introduced in the series yet. Wow. Um, so George and Bess don't come in until book five. And Ned, her very best friend, all through uh, all of the modern retellings, he is always her like love interest. He's always the love interest in the modern retellings. Mm-hmm. Um, he in all of the video games that we always used to play, the Nancy Drew yep. games. He's the only friend really that is ever listed. Mm-hmm. None of them are in here. He doesn't uh, get introduced until the seventh book. That's interesting. Isn't and that I, crazy? I would not have because if you'd asked me who are based on what I remember of the books, who's in the books. It would have been George because I remember thinking it was super cool that that girl had a boy's name. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did. That was the, that was the, my takeaway. That is super cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, she's a cool character. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> but uh, George, Bess, and Nancy were the the three musketeers. The, mm-hmm. the trio. They got into trouble. They did everything. Ned was her love interest. Mm-hmm. And I I remember the, later like, best friend the that best friend that turns into, into more. more. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's always looking out for her, and he's got her back. <clears throat> and I remember further into more of the books, you know, maybe 25, maybe 32. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you when, mm-hmm. but that each of the other girls did have somebody that they then had as a love interest. Cause yeah. one of the things I remember the most about the books is everybody couples up at some point. Yeah. They, they just did. That was what you did. I mean, in these books yeah, these back stories. then, if there's a, a girl in a story, they had, they had to, to have a boy fall in love at some point. Yeah. There was a girl, there was a boy. Um, but I I find that I thought that neither the Trixie Belden or the Nancy Drew books had to be read in order, <laughs> but you had to know all the characters. You had to follow the order. Yeah. If you wanted to, like, have, have the 411, the Yeah, know who everyone. was who and where they fit in. You had yeah. to kind of, even with the Nancy Drew ones, and, mm-hmm. and yet I did not remember until I read this yesterday that... They, none of the people that I remember vividly as being her compadres were in this book. Not one of them. Not a mention of them. Her housekeeper was barely mentioned Mm -hmm. because she'd hurt herself. I'm like, whoa, wait, she's always involved. She's a huge part of the Yeah, she's the mother that she doesn't have. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait. (laughs) Whoa, and who are these people? And who's this person? And it just, it, it was interesting to me that I really would not have placed that at all. Yeah, it was just very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I haven't done a full reread of uh, either of these series 
since I was a child. And so just going back and like you said, the ones that I remember not really being in these books. It was just, it was really crazy to me. Isn't the clock tower the first one, Nancy, during the clock tower? Uh, it's not the clock tower. It's the old clock or something. Uh, yeah, secret of the old clock. Okay. Old clock. I would have bet dollars to donuts that that book had she and, and one of the girls, like George in it. So, I mean, I would have bet that up yeah. until they weren't mentioned in here. Now I can't remember what books they're in. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm positive she didn't in, follow, uh, follow it all it? by herself. Shadow Ranch, they both come in. I want to say Redgate Farm, one of those two. But yeah, I looked it up because I was like, where, where are these friends? Yeah. And it just felt very like, Lone wolf, yeah, yeah, she, her against the world, like, and I'm like her dad comes in later, I remember. but she's doing all of this by herself, and I, yeah, it was, it was crazy. That was just not how I remembered those books. Whereas Trixie Belden really didn't ever do it by herself. It was mm-hmm. always the two of them, the two of them, the two of them, more, 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 then another one, and then maybe another one, and then maybe another one more. Yeah, um, I mean, by the time the Bob Whites were finished in the sixteenth book. You'd probably be able to look it up faster than I'd remember, but I want to say there were more than just the eight of them, too. I think they had ten. They're the only official members. Okay, I, I maybe did they double check. Picked up people along um, the way. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they had people. I keep hitting my microphone. I'm sorry, dear. Uh, no, it's cool. I'm just talking with my hands. Um, yeah, I'm sure that they had people in a book that like this person's in you town. Come and join us. Remember, yeah, kind of thing. But um, they then. were the only. Uh, or the five, so seven, I guess, um, official members of the Bob Whites of the Glen. Yeah. Which was their little club. club that they don't make, uh, they don't come together until the third book. That's when Mm -hmm. they make that club. Yeah. Um, but in the first book, it's just the three for Mm -hmm. Trixie Belden. In the fourth book, the brothers do come in, but not, you don't really get to know them until midway through. And then this is the first book where they start to introduce other people and other situations. <clears throat> and then Diane comes in. And then there is somebody else because they they do pair off. Pair to pair to pair to pair yeah. to pair. Like I said, I'm books. sure that there are other characters that kind of come and go from the group. But those are the only like official members. But how many is, books? Uh, the five in this one, the three Beldens, um, Honey and Jim, and then uh, Di and Daniel. And how many books today that are geared towards the same age group that these were geared for, you know, 40 years ago, would pair off in, in that manner, do you suppose? Oh, gosh. I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't have kiddos yet, so I haven't, like... You know, I haven't done a lot of that more modern uh, kid reading. And, like, I I do YA sometimes, but that's even – I would put some of the later books in these. And, honestly, I would put Nancy Drew in YA. I don't think I would put Trixie Belden in YA. Is that young adult? Young adult, yeah. I would put Trixie Belden as, like, teen lit or, um, uh, you know, junior high Mm -hmm. reading. Mm -hmm. I would put Nancy Drew as, like – young adult uh so like late junior high early high school type thing Mm -hmm. um just because it was a 
little more, I don't want to say graphic because like nothing really happens, but it seemed a little bit more violent. It did, it did seem a little um, bit more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, definitely more tense, some mm-hmm. higher stakes. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I'm not honestly sure. I think that it's finally something that authors are starting to kind of realize is unnecessary, at least more so than they obviously were at this point. Um, I think kind of with the, oh, wow, Frozen, Disney made a movie where there's a princess where there isn't a love interest. Like, I think people are kind of finally starting to notice, like, hey, in uh, media that was geared towards little boys, they don't always have to be in love at the end. Is there something to that for the other books? Did you find these, reading them now, sexist in a way? I I think that they were very old-fashioned uh, stories about girls. So I think that gender definitely played a part in that, just because the times when they were written, there were very specific uh, gender norms and expectations yeah. that these books had to follow, you know? And they um, did. And they did. Beautifully. Yeah. Um. I think that both of these girls are, uh, I think they were both a little bit ahead of their time as far as characters go. Mm-hmm. Um, Trixie is very much like the tomboy running around. She, You don't see her wearing a dress basically ever. She's no, always she's in the little jeans and t-shirts, mm-hmm. um, which written in the 50s was still not super common. Was right, it, it was more common, but not as much. Yeah. Um, and so, but I think that both of the main characters were kind of breaking away from that a little bit. Uh, but I think just in the sense of like when these books were written, yeah, there's definitely some some gender stuff in there that if they were written today, probably did not need to be there. You know, if they were written today. I wonder if they'd be published. Well, they would be very different. I mean, the editors would have very different things that they were uh, looking at and thinking should be changed now, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I mean, just kind of a sense of that. Think about how few times that we can remember in these series were the uh, main villain a female. Because I, I would bet it's not very many. Um, Off the things, top of my head, I can't think of a one. Things like the thought. Nancy Drew one, it's a husband and wife. Mm-hmm. But the wife is, y- you see her in about four scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the end, she's like, oh, I was I didn't want to do this. I was so tired of doing this. Thank you so much for catching us and my husband. And so even like uh, talking about sexist mm-hmm. or like bringing gender into it in places that it doesn't need to be in the good guys but also in the bad guys kind of where like mm-hmm. women can be terrible people too or like you know whatever sometimes dumb way to say that but like yeah um it's a weirdly newer thing saying oh the main villain can be a female and people will still read and enjoy that book or they will still watch the movie well, you know? i remember even as a, a young teen thinking in nancy drew because her mother has died mm-hmm. and and you never really hear much about her mother other than she was lovely and blah, blah. I mean, I couldn't even tell you how her mother died 
No. You know, I don't know that it was ever discussed. But there is no other woman in the picture except the housekeeper. With the Trixie Belden books, mom and dad, Trixie's mom and dad, live on the farm. Dad goes to work every day. Mom does all of the canning and tending and making mm-hmm. big dinners and, and taking care of the kids. Yeah, so she spends this entire book canning tomatoes. Yes. That is the only thing we ever see her doing. Well, by the same token, there's the poor side of the tracks. The rich side of the tracks, the Wheelers, Honey's mom and dad, her father is very wealthy and her mother does nothing. She has charity <laughs> work. That's that's her work. Yeah. And again, no voice. You don't hear her do anything except not go shopping with Honey and not do these things with Honey that Trixie's mom takes the kids to do. Mm-hmm. So you have the rich parents over on this side doing absolutely nothing but giving lots of money and sending the governess and always a mean governess until this book when they get a new one. Mm-hmm. And then you have Trixie's parents from the poor side of the tracks with the farm doing all the good things. And and I find it very class, uh, strategic, and mm-hmm. very sexist in that. Where it's, yeah. I mean, today in some novels that you would read, mom's making all the money and dad's on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Which just is, really interesting. But I mean, again, I feel like it's hard to necessarily say this book was sexist because that is the women the weren't norm. going out and making the money at that exactly. point. So I think that they are not super uh, gender conscious. Um, Maybe that's a good but, way to put it. Uh, but I don't think that it was necessarily bad at the time just because of when it was written. Like you said, if they were written now, there would be some things that an editor would go in with a red pen and be like, y'all need to change this. I just thought it was interesting because I wouldn't have picked that up 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And today, rereading them, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. And again, for me, they're my books of of childhood. And so the nostalgia, I mean, it's... And I want to say Nancy a couple times is referred to, not in this book, um, but throughout the series... I want to say a couple times she's referred to as like the lady of the house because yes. because her mom has passed and things like that. Yes. So it just things like that where it's the idea of uh, the the woman running the home and the lady of the house and whatever woman is in charge of the house. Um, Which I thought was interesting to note today mm-hmm. that I didn't note thirty years ago. Absolutely. Again, as you say, because in the the time frame in which it was written it was absolutely normal i mean mm-hmm. we couldn't go in the living room when i was a kid that that is the norm that's yeah. not where you go children are seen and not heard they were seen and not heard in the books too yeah absolutely um, and so i feel like it's not and i because the main characters are the way that they are i mm-hmm. think is why i don't read these books and say this is this is not aged well you know because i think it's the people around them, but the char- the main character themselves We're cutting edge almost. are like <laughs> not going to follow those norms if they don't want to. And they're going to kind of find their own path through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's why I don't have that moment reading these books too, too much of this didn't age very well. There are some books like... I love Little House on the Prairie, but Little House on the Prairie did not age very well. It didn't. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like because these characters are the way that they are, I think that that helps and the books have aged much better than a lot of other books from these times. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just one where like, if 
you had these in a school library and little girl came home and was like, hey, there aren't really any women in these books besides the uh, besides Nancy or besides Honey or, you know, whatever, Honey and Trixie. Um, I think that would be a conversation to have maybe in like, this is the time that it was written in. Uh, that's not what it's like anymore. Uh, you have to be more like Trixie and Honey and less like their mom, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that they have necessarily aged badly. I was thinking as I was rereading these this week that one of the things I take away as a 56-year-old that I, of course, didn't as a 16-year-old or whatever, mm-hmm. um, was that Honey, Trixie, Nancy all made choices mm-hmm. that perhaps their mothers wouldn't have made, which yeah. I found to be and a they fascinating that. take on it today that mm-hmm. I didn't notice way back when. But that's why I wondered if if you felt they were following in that sexist kind of vein that we hear so much about right now, because I I honestly felt that they did make a point of making choices. And as you go further along in the books and and in the series, I am curious now with that lens, if it will be even more apparent that they're, you know, bursting out at the seams of the society norms Mm -hmm. of the 50s. But it, yeah, I think exactly. that they do kind of take you back to that that more innocent, yeah, calming I mean, time. I mean, that... the other people around them and just, like, the setting mm-hmm. in general very much have that feel, mm-hmm. you know? And if either of the main characters were even a little bit more like, oh, I need to talk to my dad first, or, like, I can't yes. do this without Jim or without Don, like, you know, mm-hmm. I think that it would have felt a little bit worse reading it. But yeah, just the fact that they were like, I got this. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, in Nancy Drew, she and Don had a date and she was like, Oh, you can go with my friend Laura instead. Yeah. I'm going to go do some, uh, sleuthing around. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Um, yeah. So I think that that is why at least myself and I am obviously not an expert, you know, whatever. Um, I think at least for myself, I thought that, overall aged pretty well yeah um uh so you have a young granddaughter Mm -hmm. who is starting to love to read Mm -hmm. so let's talk about when you were a kid of these series which one was your favorite and if you were buying annabelle one of these series which one would you buy her is it the same is it different today i would buy her trixie belden okay Um, I think, as you alluded to, it's a little more Mm pre-adolescent. I think that um, it's, it's a little more, it's a little more fun Mm -hmm. danger rather than where rereading Nancy Drew yesterday, I felt that was a little more real danger. I mean, she's like getting knocked out. She's getting knocked out. Yeah. And her dad is getting knocked out and yeah. you know they've tied the the guardian in the basement that's that's real danger yeah it was much um, more uh tense yes in trixie bell and ironically jim gets knocked out and tied up <laughs> and tied in, the, up. in the forest um <clears throat> but the trixie Belden books are a bit more fun and a bit more light i think and probably more age appropriate mm-hmm. for a seven to twelve year old yeah. to read yeah i would say that um 
it has just a little bit of danger. It has a little bit of romance. It has a little bit of fun. They ride bikes. They dress up. I was going to say, I always feel like Trixie Belden is a little bit more relatable, too, because she I felt too. very real and Nancy felt very, like, the perfect child, you know, which yes. is fun to read about. But, like, Trixie spends so much of this story complaining about all the chores she has to do. And, and babysitting she, her little brother. She's babysitting her little brother, mm-hmm. who is then, like, causing fucking so much trouble yeah, on all of her mysteries and mayhem and so i feel like she's more relatable as well yes so for annabelle um as a seven-year-old reader i would start her on the trixie Belden books do i have nancy drew books in the guest room for when somebody comes and spends the night absolutely and would i keep they and the hardy boy series and the twilight series and all of those in there absolutely because they all have a different time mm-hmm. i think when you're 16 stepping back in time to read nancy drew mysteries that feel like they happened in the 50s mm-hmm. when you're reading them um that's nostalgic for me it's going to feel really cool i think for our future generations mm-hmm. to step back that way i mean i i read a quote today i can't even remember who said it some some random quote about um you know you're old when the 80s are being played on the oldies station (laughs) and i thought holy smokes there's a thing going around on the internet right now where 90s babies are um like going and getting carded places and they go to hand the person their id to check the date on it and check that they're old enough to get a drink or whatever and the person just like glances at it with like oop done and they're like oh yeah no i know you're good because i saw the one on your license like i saw the one nine and everyone's feeling very old so wow what like, well, haven't seen that yeah. yeah yeah so like things like that where it's just yeah feeling feeling real old <laughs> but i think that when you're 16 17 uh, even 13 at that point looking back at how it must have been in the 50s Mm-hmm. is going to be similar, I would think, to us looking back and saying this is what it was like in the 30s, mm-hmm. you know, where it just feels so Audrey Hepburn and so Nancy Drew kind of yeah. a thing. I mean, that's and part I, of why I love Nancy Drew so much as yes. a kid was because I loved the 50s and 60s. And I think it just slides you right back into that mindset and and the descriptors that they use feel very much like that. And the pictures inside take you back to the, you know, the straight collars and the tie and dad always wore a suit. And, you know, that that is not how people live today. Yeah. Um, so that would be my answer to that is that I think the Trixie Belden books are a much more easy first read mm-hmm. as a series. And I definitely would have those for her uh, or any other children that come along that I, I am pushing reading on. Cause you know, I push reading on everybody's children, Same. Um, but there is just such a warm spot for both of these series <laughs> that I, I'd have to have a handful of both for somebody to read. I think. Yeah. Did you have a favorite when you were a kid? Like if you were like a, a new one of both series came out and you had to pick which one you were going to read first. Trixie Belden always got purchased first. She really did. Uh, and I, I think it's because, as you say, she felt relatable to me. I could have been, I could have been Trixie. I wanted to be Honey, but I could have been Trixie because I, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of chores and I had to babysit. It was horrible. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I do remember 
quite vividly that as I was reading the Trixie Belden books and, and growing up with Nana and Papa, mm-hmm. um, I really felt like if only this could be my life. Yeah. You know, Trixie Belden could be my life. If I lived in this cute little town called Sleepy Side on the Hudson. Um, Nancy Drew, I loved those books. And I loved the movies and the TV show when I was a kid. And you I wanted to be Nancy. I wanted but to be, you never but felt never like felt I, I would could, be Nancy. I could be Nancy. Yeah. No, no. She was far too perfect and far too smart and far too too much for mm-hmm. you to feel like you could really be her. Yeah. Um, I want to say Nancy, as a kid, was probably my favorite just because I remember reading a Nancy Drew book before I read a Trixie Belden book. I could not get you to read tricks. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. I believe you. I don't remember that, so I don't have, like, reasoning. But, um, yeah, so I I want to say, as a kid, Nancy Drew was more my favorite. And, again, I was very obsessed with the 50s and 60s. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and it just, that feels very much when these are set, um, even though apparently they were written so much before that. Yeah. But, uh, so I think I would, as a kid, lean more towards this one. But I agree. I think I was actually talking to Sam the other day and was like, you should buy Annie and Trixie Belden book. Yeah. So it's, um, well, for when she's, well, that's what I'll get her for her birthday. No, that's what I'm already getting her for her birthday, mom. Stop it. Jeez. I got her books for her. I always get her a book at Christmas time. I have yeah. to. You have to have something to read, something you need, something you want. It's got to happen. Um, I think that when you were a kid, as I said, I think it was a little more difficult to get really sucked into the characters mm-hmm. in the Trixie Belden books. The Trixie Belden ones are a little bit slower. Plus, I really want you to love them. And I think that, that... That is a lot of pressure. And that yeah. that is hard, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you don't mean to put pressure on your kids for that kind of thing, I think that... I mean, I just... I love them so very much that I couldn't imagine anybody not loving them. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, once removed, Annabelle will never have that kind of pressure. It'll be a lot easier for her. Um, I will try very hard not to pressure her into <laughs> loving Nancy Drew. <laughs> It's possible I would accidentally, but but yeah. you know what I mean because it's just like you yeah, read this one next, read this one next. Yeah, I mean now when you say that, I'm like okay. <laughs> yeah, it's easier to pressure your mom because yeah. she's like, girl, okay, okay. what do I need next? I need another one. Yeah. Um, it looks like my computer that is doing most of the recording is about to die, and it also sounds like our. Fam is about ready to go get food, and I'm quite hungry. All right, so <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? This was like really fun going back and reading these. This was really. Fun. I think doing back to back made it especially fun. I think so too because I've never done that, um, and I I was shocked as you were, and as we've talked about about the fact that they were so similar. So I think that uh, I would do that again with a, a different grouping mm-hmm. of books because I'm sure there are many more similarities like this that we could find. But yeah. Or like smokes. do a Nancy Drew and a Hardy Boys. That would be super interesting. We should do that for another episode down the road. That would be super interesting because I would I would venture a guess that they're going to be very similar but very skewed towards the well, little boys and I was going to say it's going to be very different for the 
quote-unquote girl book versus the, the quote-unquote boy, boy book, book. Yeah. which, again, that is dumb and old-fashioned thinking, and books are not gendered, toys are not gendered, clothes, for the most part, are not gendered. But like, in the 50s, they were. Um, yeah. But, you so, know, I have to tell you that with Sean Cassidy and Parker Stevenson having played the Hardy Boys, <laughs> Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, yeah. anyway... Thank you for sharing with me again. Yeah, thanks. This was a fun couple of episodes for, like, my birthday month. I wanted just, like, kind of fun episodes for the most part. And we've been so busy. So I figured this would would be a good opportunity. And about to be busier. Well. (laughs) That's for another episode. (laughs) Oh, before I get sad about how busy I am. Before I get tired again. There you go. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to... Oh. And if my computer dies while I'm recording this, because uh, it just popped up at me again, I will uh, record it and just add it later. Uh, but you can email us anytime at the same page pod at gmail.com. If you have any books you think I should read for the podcast, questions, collaboration requests, anything like that, send me a message on Instagram, send me an email. I'd love for you folks to be a part of discussions with me. Um, if you want to reach out to me specifically, you can find my blog at tackling. Uh, underscore TBR on Instagram and at tacklingtbr.home.blog. My hair's doing a weird thing. Don't know what's happening with that. Uh, as for the podcast, you can find and connect with us on Instagram at the same page podcast, on Twitter at the same page pod, which I'm trying to actually log into every once in a while. Uh, and you can find us on both Facebook and YouTube just by searching for the same page podcast. And last thing, as always, if you are listening to the episodes and you like what you hear, Thank you so much. Uh, If you decided to go to Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you're listening and subscribing, leaving a positive rating and even leaving your thoughts in a review, it would just mean the world to us. Uh, It would take only a minute or two and it really helps other folks get introduced to this small show of mine. And with that... I will be back next week with another guest and talk about some more books, and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Thanks. Good night. Good night.